5: with your
0: host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour number two, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I save the question of the day for now, not to interrupt Dr. Kelly during our last hour, which I don't know about you all, but I've learned so much, and I, I feel very privileged and honored to have gained as much information as you know she's given, You know, not only myself, but all of you as listeners as well. The amount of things that she has taught, I feel, all of us, it, it's just... Uh, You couldn't you couldn't pay for that information. There's just no way. No way I can say it any other way. And I will tell you this. I I can tell you right now, including our entire uh, Crawford broadcasting system, there's not a to my knowledge, unless Charlie knows something, I don't know. But there's not another program like ours inside of our entire Crawford broadcasting network that's got the resources of a Dr. Kelly victory that's had her on. On a almost weekly basis, there have been a few times where she's been out of town or, you know, something else has been going on. But literally on almost a weekly basis for almost two years now straight through COVID, I, I just don't know of, of any other show that's been able to have somebody like her as a resource like we have. A lot of other people have had guests come and go and so on. But we have just sort of had her as a steady Eddie, if you would, all the way through this. And for that, I am extremely thankful for. Her, so I appreciate that uh, greatly. All right. Question of the day yesterday. What well, popular food was originally developed as a possible lubricant for German U-boats? The answer is Crisco. It was invented in 1901 by German scientists who sold the formula to Procter & Gamble. P&G then paid the American Heart Association $1.7 million to promote the lie that Crisco was healthier than cooking with animal fats. There's the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. By the way, there's a guy you really miss on the radio. Is old Paul Harvey. Today's impossible question of the day. Answer this on the com website. Theodore Geisel, I think I'm saying that right, was born on March 2nd, 1904, but we knew him by another name. What was that name? Any idea, Charlie, who that is, by the way? Theodore Giesel. Oh, so, Charlie, no. So, answer that on the Rush to Reason. I don't know. How do you know this stuff? You know, everybody says, I didn't know it because I live in a cave, but I did not know it. All right. One thing that I do know. And there's several things I want to get into this hour. By the way, I have no guests this hour. If there's something on your mind, something you'd like to talk about, even kind of uh, continuing on with what we had with Dr. Kelly Victory a moment ago, feel free to do so, 303-477-5600. This just came into my inbox, though. And no, I will not be doing this, this uh, particular interview. So this is how this particular email starts to me. This afternoon, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida reintroduced the Sun Sign Protection Act in the Senate. Uh, Vern Buchanan of Florida also has introduced a companion bill in the House of Representatives. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine continues to oppose the Sunshine Protection Act. Really what these guys want to do, which I am in favor of, and I know some of you listening are not, but I am. And since I get to run the show, I get to choose who I have on and who I don't. And nobody is going to change my mind on this. I'm sorry. I like daylight saving time. And it's not savings with an S. It's saving time. Daylight saving time. I like it because I hate when it's dark at 4.30 in the evening in the wintertime. I will sacrifice the morning sun to have the evening sun. And, of course, they give you all the arguments that, you know, there's people up, especially as you get further north, that, you know, they're going to suffer from it being, you know, darker later in the mornings during the winter months and blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, okay, so whatever. Get over it. Sorry. Just get over it. I don't know what to say. You're getting up in the dark anyway. So it's you're getting up in the dark an hour, you know, it's dark an hour longer than it normally is now you're still getting up in the dark. How does that matter? And this is always the excuse they use. Always the excuse they use. The long dark mornings caused by permanent daylight saving time would make it difficult to wake up for school and work in the winter and the safety of children would be jeopardized by waiting by waiting at the bus stop. For school, to go to school in the dark. No, it won't. Because there's very few kids anymore that are waiting by the bus stop for the bus to pick them up. Because I don't know about the rest of you, but here's how most parents do it now. The kids wait in the car with mom or dad before the bus ever shows up. Very few actually go to the bus stop and hang out. Uh, How do I know that? I've watched it. I see it. So this whole excuse that, oh, if we shift to daylight saving time permanently, little Johnny or Susie will be waiting by the bus stop in the dark, that is just hooey. Is not true. Furthermore, if schools wanted to shift their starting time in the mornings by an hour, so be it. That's up to them. Let them go to school a little later and come home a little later. Still going to be light outside. Who cares? But for the rest of us that work all day long, And in a lot of cases, don't go home till 6 o'clock at night when it's pitch dark in the wintertime at 4.30 in the afternoon. It'd be nice to have it dark at 5.30 instead of 4.30. So there's my two cents on daylight saving time. And I know there's people listening that have argued with me in the past. And, you know, you 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 think it's great to, you know, we should be on standard time all the time. No, no, I don't want to wake up in the summertime at 4.30 in the morning either. Sorry, I don't want that either. I like it being light until 9 o'clock or 9.30 at night in the summer months here in Colorado. So, again, you're not going to change my mind on this, nor are you going to change Dan Mueller's mind because he just texted in, amen, preach it, brother, afternoon sun for sure. Yeah, Dan and I used to talk about that all the time on on our program because I'm one of those guys I like the longer days, I, I think, I, I was, I was going to, te- Dan, if you're listening, I was going to text you last night because I was walking to the car, there was still a hint of daylight, not the sun wasn't up, but there was still a hint of daylight walking to the car last night and it's March the 1st. Now, here in Colorado and everywhere else, but because of where we're at in relation to the sun and this, you know, this will be, you know, Dan will be a little later on this, but here in Colorado you will now have it be somewhat light at 7 o'clock at night after next Sunday. Because we switch not this Saturday, but next. That's why all this talk's going to come up over the next week. I'm a guy that likes the longer daylight hours. Again, the way my world works and even the way my work world works and my business works, I'd rather have the evening daylight hours. And I think most would. There's a few knuckleheads out there like these guys that study sleep that think we should not do that permanently, but I'm not one of those. So, John and Cheyenne, you're next. What's going on, sir?
1: Well, I would be contrary, but I agree with you. I love when it's lightning. After. I can't wait till next Sunday. Me either. Thank you, John. <laughs> well, here's the deal. You get home in the wintertime, it's dark. You
0: I know. It stinks. Walk,
1: you know, I hate it. I And you know what? When I leave for work, In the winter, whether it's daylight saving, it's dark either way. So what do I care? Well, that's
0: that's kind of And and by the way, the majority of folks that are now texting in, uh, they're on our side. They would just as soon have it light longer in the evenings as well. The other thing, and you
1: might want to look it up, I read this a while back, the uh, American Association of Pediatrics, and this would have been a great question for Dr. Kelly, um, did a survey and said that we are making kids get up too early.
0: You know, I, I've actually talked about that on cool. air before, John. And yes, that that, that is oh, okay. that is correct. And I've I've not only you know read that. We've even and, interviewed some folks along those lines as well. So yes, that is uh, that is a true statement. Yes, and there's two groups
1: behind wanting the kids to go to school early. It's the working parent and the need teachers' the kids union school, so they can go. And well, the teachers' union is the biggest one. Yeah, they don't they want to get off it. Three or 3.30, so they have the afternoon. And, you know, there'll be 20 teachers calling in that says, well, I have to go home and grade papers till 6 o'clock. Yeah, wha- o'clock I, so what? So I work one. till 6
0: every night, too. Wow, wow, wow. I don't care. Or, hey, that's the career you chose. Exactly. Well, John, also, I, I, there's very few people working today that have any kind of responsibilities in a job that don't do homework, either after you know work or on the weekends in their job. If, if you're a pretty well-paid individual that has any kind of responsibilities inside of any kind of a, a company, if you would, you're going to have homework, yep. am I right? I,
1: I started at 6 this morning because I worked from home today. And I just logged off, and I'm going back and forth on Teams with my boss on my phone. There you go. On something that just came up.
0: Prime and example. And here's the
1: other thing. I'm responsible for some servers. If those servers go down for any reason,
0: You're on I'm call. the first
1: phone call you yep. get. There you hey, go. There you go. Three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Yep. Hey, the servers are down. Could You log in and look at them. Okay, that's
0: my job. So, so this, whole, this whole idea for. that, you know, the teachers unions and, you know, teachers and, you know, they've got to have their time and, then, you know, then they've got to grade papers. And they, again, I'm sorry, John, and I, I love teachers. I love everybody that has a job. I get it. And, we, we, you know, we need all yeah. these individuals. You know, I, I understand that uh, to a point, although the public indoctrination system I have my own issues with, which I talk about on a regular mm-hmm. basis. But reality is, you know, they also have a job that they get more time off in the summer than you and I do.
1: Oh yeah, they get more time off than most people do. Here is the other thing about: I would like to see one county in either in one of our states out here just turn around and say, "We are becoming a non-union teacher shop. You will be paid by merit," mm. and see what happens. That'd be awesome. The bad, the bad teachers would go to the union counties. Yep, and the real good teachers would flock to that county because if they're going to get paid like you and I do based on our performance, yep, then they would want to come and make more money. But the teachers' union has such a stranglehold on the Democrat Party and on a bunch of Republicans that, well, they say they're Republicans, but they're not, that to get that through would almost never happen.
0: Yeah. And again, this whole daylight saving time and the bill that's just been introduced by Rubio, um, you know, this one, it may actually have a shot. There's more and more people, more and more businesses Mm -hmm. that actually like that. You you know, you're right. There are a few people out there that despise it and you know that don't like it and you'll again the other example that they always use is you know the farmers and this that and the other you know John the cows don't know what time it is and the chickens and all the yeah. animals that are on a farm don't know what time it mm. is they get up when the sun comes up and they go to, you know they go when, back in when the when the sun goes down they don't care what the clock says
1: prior to the existence of clocks farmers worked from dawn to dusk
0: right they probably still do they still do you know
1: but the great thing and you talk to a lot of restaurant owners, they love it. Especially because if they have outside seating That's like that, right. in some of the towns like Breck, yep. where they have the outside fireplaces and everything, that extra hour of daylight will bring more people in to sit down, maybe have an adult beverage before they go to get cleaned up or come back for dinner early or right. any of those things. That's right. So more people want it than go. My wife is hating life right now. Because we're going to change on Sunday, uh, this Sunday, not this Sunday, the following Sunday, the twelfth. Right. Uh, but Europe's not going to change until the first week of April. So her whole <laughs> so everything's now, thrown
0: off in her world. What?
1: Yeah, because you not flight times are different. Well, flight time is the same, but where it was it used to arrive at say ten a.m. now it's arriving at you know nine a.m. Right. or whatever. Right, it's, it's you know. It's just got her. She hates it when, Well, that's you know, because we, you know, year,
0: you know, several years ago, we jumped ahead two weeks in the spring and a little later in the fall. Right. So we're a little bit off of the rest of the world at times. Yes, that's correct. Right.
1: Because of, of my job, I have to So, know so really quick, John, expect- and
0: we're about out of time, but really quick. Yeah. If we went daylight saving time year-round, how many other countries would follow suit?
1: Well, probably Canada and Mexico almost right away.
0: I think so too, uh,
1: and a lot of South America.
0: I think Europe would, would too, to be honest with you. There's so many things tied to the U.S. Think, that, to your point a moment ago, I, I think most of them. Given they already do daylight saving time, now, you know, majority of the world does daylight saving time anyways. So why not just switch it, you know, completely right. and stay that way?
1: Now I remember when I was in Germany, in northern Germany, which is, you know equal to, like, Montreal. Mm-hmm. It got dark really early in yep. time, like yep. 3.30.
0: So so they'd love you, it.
1: You know. Oh, yeah, they would. It, it, the afternoon is always when you want to have more of the daylight. Like, That's right. Now I'm going to go take... I'm going to miss the next 20 minutes of your show so I can go walk my dog.
0: Well, go have fun, John. Take care, man. Appreciate it very much. We'll be right back. Affordable interest mortgages next. Kurt Rogers, anything you need when it comes to mortgages, give Kurt a call today, 720-895-0500.
6: Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a three two one buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month or less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500.
0: All right, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Anything you need when it comes to your furnace or your electrical system, give Absolute a call today. Find them, at th- find them at klzradio.com.
7: You just found out that you need to replace your furnace, and you have no idea where that money is going to come from. Relax. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has peace of mind financing with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. Financing is available no matter what kind of service you need and is available via your technician so you can get what you need done faster and easier than with any other company. The replacement you need can be affordable and stress-free for you and your family. With a culture of service, excellence, and growth, Absolute is committed to your satisfaction. They ensure that with their Absolute guarantee. You deserve to be at ease. Ask about your financing options when scheduling any service with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash Absolute today.
8: For quality and service,
7: heating and air. All right, High Five
0: Plumbing is next. Eight seven seven, we high five. Keep that number handy. And anything you need when it comes to plumbing, including upgrades, give them a call. Eight seven seven, we high five.
8: You think it's just a little bit of hair clogging your drain, but when you clean it out yourself, that doesn't solve the issue. Whether you're facing slow drainage, a complete clog, or trouble with backflow, High Five Plumbing will do a full inspection of the problem and help you understand how you can be proactive in the future. Anytime your plumbing won't drain, it could be hair, but it could also be tree roots, cracked pipes, or a buildup of quote-unquote flushable products. Whatever the case may be, when you aren't sure what is causing the clog, you need to call a professional. Call the plumbers that educate you at High 5 Plumbing so you can prevent the same problem from happening again. For a limited time only, KLZ listeners get $200 off a tanked water heater or $500 off a tankless water heater provided by High Five Plumbing. Call now at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
0: Premier Home Remodels, anything you need done around your home, whether it's just a bathroom or an entire kitchen, or you want to add... An entire section to your house, you know, you want to add on to your house or you want to finish off the basement, you name it, they can do it all. Licensed and insured,
4: 720-619-8773. You want to remodel, but you're nervous about making such a big investment in the wrong company. Premier Home Remodels is always transparent with their communication and pricing that you can trust them with your kitchen, bathroom or basement remodel. Other companies give you an attractive looking bid and add on the cost of materials later, so you end up spending way more than you expected. Premier Home Remodels gives you a detailed bid that will only change should they run into an unexpected issue that must be fixed. Premier Home Remodel shows you that they are the right choice for the job by keeping you informed every step of the way. All labor is under warranty for up to one year after completion and inspected when the job is finished. You can rely on Premier Home Remodels to get your custom remodel done right the way you want it. Set your consultation today. Call 888-679-0288, 888 288 or visit klzradio.com remodel.
3: Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This
4: is John Rush.
0: All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Now, I have to uh, couch this next topic by saying I'm I'm not against anybody, and I do know that there are folks out there that get you know down on their luck and need a helping hand and so on, and I, I understand that. Okay? So start off by saying that. But I found an article today that just chaps my hide. I'm sorry, it just chaps my hide. And that is, there's catalytic converter thefts going on rampant. We all know that. And I know, it's not anybody's fault that their catalytic converter gets stolen. could debate whether it's their fault or not, but typically it's not their fault. There is now, though, a catalytic converter assistance program that provides financial aid to victims through a partnership with the state legislature and the Colorado Auto Theft Prevention Authority, or CAPTPA, C-A-T-P-A for short, Colorado Auto Theft Prevention Authority. Now, the Auto Prevention Theft Authority, Auto Theft Prevention Authority, most of you think was probably just established because we have now 100 cars a day being stolen. No. It was actually established, get this, 2005. 2005, we've had that governmental agency running. And they collect, I don't know, it depends on the year, but every year their budget goes up because the way it's funded is through your auto insurance policy. You probably don't know this. Every one of you, for every registered vehicle that you have that you're paying insurance on, you're paying a dollar per vehicle, per policy. Now, one thing I don't know is if your policy renews every quarter, every six months, every year. Is this every six months? Is it annually? That's something I'm going to ask my agent about, Paul Leuenberger, because I don't know. But they fund this to a tune of about, right now from what I can see, about $6 to $7 million to 7000000 dollars a year Now, one thing I tried to look up, which always bothers me when you can't look up something about a governmental agency without doing a lot of digging, I have no idea how much reserves they have right now. No clue. And then I also don't know, because I couldn't read anywhere, as to how much they're going to get from the legislature when it comes to funding this catalytic converter assistance. Now... This is something, by the way, we talk a lot about on Drive Radio, my weekend program, because catalytic converter theft continues to rise, and I feel like there is ways to reduce that. But, of course, you have to enforce the law to be able to do so. For example, make it a felony if somebody steals one, instead of a misdemeanor like it is today. Instead of a slap on the hand, let's put some real teeth into what's going on when it comes to stealing a catalytic converter. Let's put some teeth into stealing the car, for that matter, because even that gets a slap on the hand, and they're released, and they're back out stealing another car. So let's do something about this and curtail crime initially so that we don't have to have a fund to help people replace catalytic converters in the first place. Again, not against anybody getting some help, but why is that my responsibility or yours, for that matter. Charlie just had a great question as well. How does this prevent car theft? It doesn't. Yeah, Charlie said it almost encourages it. If you think about everything I just said a moment ago, the fact that you can steal a car. It used to be if you stole a car, it was, you know, grand theft, auto, and you went to prison. No. Most of the cars being stolen today are being stolen by somebody that's already a repeat offender that's already stolen multiple cars prior, and all they did was get a slap on the hand. They might have spent the night in jail, but that was about it. No, no, real, no real time for the crime. And they just go out and steal another car and another car and another car. It's no big deal. And it's getting more violent, which I talked about that on Monday when it comes to people that are now following up on their car because they maybe put some sort of a tracking device in it so they know where it is. And thieves are dumb, by the way. I guess they don't understand that people are tracking these things now. Which, for all of you listening, these are very easily tracked. You can put either what they call a tile, that's the name of the device, or uh, an Apple uh, Air AirTag, they call it. So a tile or an AirTag, they essentially do the same thing. And they talk to other phones via Bluetooth and send signal back to you as to where they're at, and nobody knows they're there and that they're even doing that. So you could throw a, you know, in the console or the glove box or even, you know, bury one up underneath the seat someplace, clip it on somewhere. You could put an tag in your car if you're an Apple user or a Tile if you're an Android user, and you'd know exactly where your car is at all times. It's pretty simple. And evidently, thieves don't know this is going on. But once again, I'm not sure why, since 2005, we're funding a program that has actually, in my opinion, allowed car theft to increase, not decrease. Susan, what's going on?
9: Hey, John. How are
1: you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
9: I'm good. I, I'm listening to you talk about the catalytic converter theft, and I contacted you, gosh, I think it was over a year ago, that um, what do I do to protect my car from being stolen and protect yep. my catalytic converter correct and you you sent me two links one to put on a catalytic converter cover i think it is you're the car guy i don't know that's correct it's a shield
0: that's exactly right you're correct
9: right and i i bought it and i put it on to help protect me so now i've made that investment to help protect me but so now you're saying i have to pay this
0: yes You're now paying to help everyone else that didn't take those measures, Susan. Yes, that's correct.
9: That didn't invest in that. That's right. Alrighty. All
0: righty. Yes. just just
10: wanted to clarify
0: that. Just like you are actually (laughs) driving around, because I know you, you're driving around fully insured, and you've got uninsured motorists as well, because, again, I know you personally, so I know the type of individual that you are, and you're a very upstanding citizen. You do things correctly. And, yes, because of all of that, you're funding all the people that are irresponsible and don't do those things.
9: Right. Yes. Okay.
0: Yep. You got it. You're right. (laughs) Spot on. Susan, as always, thank you very much. And she's 100 percent correct. So, yes, there are things you can do on the front side. And I get a lot of those questions on the weekend show on, on Drive Radio, of course, and even get text message along those lines during the week as to what can I do to protect myself from having my catalytic converter stolen? And I've been through this even on went through this on Monday a little bit. Some of it is just simply where do you park? Where are you? You know, what are you around? Have you taken any measures to protect that vehicle on the front side, like Susan just mentioned? There's all sorts of things you can do. Now, you that listen to me are typically very responsible individuals, and you do those things. To Susan's point, you are also funding those that don't through your insurance policy itself, which, again, you have insurance. Here's here's what's really going to get me, and I I don't know how they're going to monitor this. Because I don't see anything in here, Well, actually, they do. So, you know what? I'll give them a little credit here. They are requiring, as one of the steps in getting your catalytic converter that's up to $2,000 reimbursement through this fund, they are requiring that you prove you have insurance on your vehicle. So, you know what? I'll give them a little credit where credit's due. They're making sure that you're actually participating in the program. In other words, you're helping to fund it like the rest of us are before you can actually pull from that fund. So. I'll give them a little credit where credit's due there. I don't agree with this, though. I don't think we should be using this money for this. I think we should be using this money to prevent auto theft and or to prevent the theft of the catalytic converter in the first place, not just reimbursing people. And for a lot of folks, just as a side note, you guys hear me talk about this on Drive Radio, uh, they'll go up to $2,000 each, You know, each one of these claims, if you would. Uh, In a lot of cases, that's not even paying for the catalytic converter replacement on some vehicles because... Our illustrious governor signed a law. We're in Colorado now. If you don't know this because you don't listen to drive radio, let me inform you. If you lose your catalytic converter, even though you're driving a non-California compliant emissioned vehicle, which most of you aren't because we don't live in California, to be compliant under our emission standards in Colorado through Air Care Colorado, you have to put a certified California catalytic converter back on the car. Even though it didn't come with that, to be to be Colorado compliant, you have to put a California compliant catalytic converter back on the vehicle. And they are, in some cases, Charlie just asked, what's the cost difference? A third, twice as much. It depends on the unit and the car and, and, and whether or not you can even find one, by the way, that's California compliant because they don't make as many of those as they do a non-California compliant catalytic converter. So, Again, there's lots of things here to digest. I'll be back. Wayne, hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Golden Eagle Financial. Speaking of finances, Al Smith would love to help you with all of your financial needs. Call Al today, 303-744-1128.
3: Don't procrastinate. After 20 years with Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith understands that one of the main keys to a successful plan is optimizing it with a professional in a timely manner. When you procrastinate reviewing your financials for retirement, you're accepting preventable potential losses. Careful planning with a professional helps you capitalize on opportunities that exist organically in your life now. Al can make a calculated projection of your finances based on your unique situation to position your money for the retirement you want. In his 30 years of experience as a financial advisor, Al has counseled hundreds of people who've gone through the same transition that you are Don't wait to optimize your retirement plan. Get a fresh look with Al Smith now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor.
0: Now, if you need a catalytic converter replace, we've got a place to go. That's Extreme Auto Repair, where they can take care of all of your needs in that regard. klzradio.com, 303-841-1071.
2: You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a 5-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that 5-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free 5-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers. So they can quickly get you Back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at KLZradio.com/slash extreme.
0: All right, K&R Home Transitions. Again, you get two realtors for the price of one, and they will literally help you with anything you need, even just regular questions. Just call them and ask them. They'll help you through whatever you're going through. 720-437-8210.
3: You're nervous about selling your home because you don't know what you're up against. Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions get you up to speed on your competition. As your realtors, they'll drive you around the neighborhood so you can fully understand the competing properties in your area. K and R also actively monitor your competition using the NMLS, and they can even give you daily updates on any changes. Sometimes you'll even tour listings that are similar to yours, so you can see the differences in how updated the home is, the size of the yard, the floor plan, and other perks that may give you the upper hand for your listing. Get to feeling confident about selling your home with Cat and Robin. They know how to take the emotions out of stressful situations, get two experts for the price of one, and take advantage of your free consultation with K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. You're listening to
0: Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Wayne in Castle Rock, what's going on?
11: Hey, how are you, John? Good, sir. Thanks. Well, good. I wanted to bring something to your attention. I'm sure you covered this, but uh, my son-in-law owns a shop in Aurora, and uh, it was about four months ago, five months ago, that he had six cars vandalized in his parking Uh, lot. They stole the catalytic converters. Yep. And his insurance covered it, less the deductible, of course. Right. But... The problem is he was not able to obtain the uh, California-compliant catalytic converters in a timely manner. So he had many cars out there that he couldn't get paid for the repairs that he had already done, Mm -hmm. already spent the money on the parts, Mm -hmm. and couldn't collect on that until he was able to deliver the car. So, uh, you know, I had another friend that had a catalytic converter stolen, and he couldn't find one.
0: Right. It's a problem. I
11: told him put a put a straight pipe on it and drive it until the new catalytic converter is available because uh, you have you have no plan B.
0: And he and by the way, as for all of you listening, he as a owner of the vehicle could probably get by doing that. Your son who owns a shop could never; he would get fined.
11: You bet. No, I understand that.
0: Now, technically, if they really wanted to get technical and Mm any more with the administration and the folks we have running things now, Wayne, I mean, I think anything's fair game. They technically could fine even you or I for doing it as an individual. I've never seen that happen, Mm -hmm. but if they wanted to push it, they could.
11: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you've
0: essentially, quote-unquote, tampered with an emissions device. (laughs) Yeah. Even though it wasn't there and the thieves took it and you're just trying to get from A to B – yeah, they could actually do that. Now, again, I have not seen that happen. Now, they have gone after shops, so I have seen that when on the on the shop side. They definitely have gone after shops, and yeah, if I was your son, and he knows, and you know, yeah, that's just, that's why, by the way, everybody listening, that's why you'll not find a shop that will do what Wayne just said, because of what we're talking about. It's just not going to happen. Right,
11: yeah, I, I agree, John, but our advocacy for following california mission rules oh it's a joke wayne it's an absolute
0: total one thousand percent joke that we're doing it there is no rhyme or reason to do it none
11: now why aren't the automobile um, repair shops banding up and fighting this and trying to get this changed
0: that's a great question i'm not you know i'm not in Uh, that world as much as i used to be not having a repair shop any longer so i don't sit on some of the boards and things that i used to if i still was trust me the lobbying efforts of the associations that are out there we would definitely be doing that wayne i don't know you know i have to ask some of the guys i know in the industry and find out because they should be to your point
11: well they should and because it's it's an untenable position from the uh, from the state government.
0: And, and, and as always, Wayne, these laws affect only those that are poor, not those that can afford to do it correctly.
11: Oh, yeah. Well, once again, if you can't get the part, it affects everybody.
0: Oh, that's true, too. No, great. Yeah, thank you. That's that's very true. Yeah, well, but on the same token, here's the deal. It's typically the cars that are older that they don't have as much inventory for those particular units hanging around that are affected the most. The newer the vehicle, the easier it is to get that part. So once again, they're affecting those that have the lower income status above those that don't. Like we always say, Wayne, and you agree with me on this, this administration, the, the powers that be, the, the communists, they just create a bigger chasm between those that have and those that have not.
11: I think it's an unintended consequence, but maybe they were aware of it before they passed it. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know.
0: think they even look at it or care, Wayne. When you're on that – That ship, that green ship, if you would, quote, unquote, you're not caring about anybody other than yourself. And you're you're you know, let's face it, you're psychotic at best because you don't understand how the world works anyways.
11: I happen to agree with you 100 percent, John. And, you know, there's very few times that you and I have disagreed. (laughs) That's
0: true. Well, and, and by the way, tell your son, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I, that, that is a tough position to be a business owner and be in, and I know some of those like that. I've got some that I coach along those same lines, and you are correct. He cannot deliver that vehicle until all of that comes in, and then that means he's sitting out waiting for money to come in that, you know, in a lot of cases, owners can't do. They need that cash to keep things rolling along.
11: And more importantly, his customers don't have a vehicle to drive. That's
0: right. That's exactly right, Wayne. Again, going back to this whole fund, why don't we take the money that's in the fund and prevent more of these thefts instead of running radar like we do? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to say it like it is. We've got time yeah, to run yeah. radar. I watch Denver PD and other police departments know, Aurora and Westminster and Wheat Ridge and so on. I can watch them run radar all over the place. Why are we not doing this instead?
11: Well, you know why. It's a fundraising activity. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. You're exactly yeah, right. Fund- Fundraising is kind of a big deal. Yep. Uh, and uh, that takes precedent over decent laws. And uh, frankly, I got to tell you what if somebody stole my catalytic converter and I had to wait to get one, I'd put a straight pop in there and if oh, they I would too. find me, yeah. I, I would file suit against the state because I had been damaged. Yep. You know, I, I can promise you I would have plenty of attorneys that would be willing to take that case.
0: I don't to your point again, Wayne, why don't we have more just citizen groups going after this law and talking about how unreasonable it is for us in Colorado to follow it in the first place? Why are we not doing that? It's not just the association on the automotive side, on the repair shop side. Why are just you know regular citizen groups not going after it?
11: Well, I'm guessing because a very large percentage of our citizen groups right now are left-leaning.
0: Yeah, true. And
11: they're all f- all for us following California mission standards. And I, I don't have anything to base that on, but I'm just—
0: I a- think you're probably right. No, I—yeah, I, I, I mean, general thought, you're probably correct, Wayne. I don't know that I can disagree with you on that. I think you're 100% correct. That's exactly what it is. So, Wayne, I'll Thanks let you go. Call, Appreciate John. you, man. As always, good talking to you. Dan, I'll get you next. Go ahead, Dan.
9: So, could you drive up to Cheyenne and get a catalog converter
0: up there? You know, I think you could if you could find a parts store that had one in. I mean, they will not ship them. I do know this for all of you. Oh, no for all of you out there listening and think, oh, I'll just order one and have it shipped in. We talk about this on nope. Drive Radio a lot. You can't. They nope. will, the companies that are building these, they know your zip code, they know what state it's going to, they will not right. ship a non-compliant California cat into Colorado right now, knowing what our law is. So to Dan, to your point, could you go to Kansas, New Mexico, Utah, have one waiting, pick it up, you know, or if, if you know a buddy or somebody that's up in that area, have one drop shipped, and then, you know, uh, you know somebody up in those areas, you know, uh, at that point, then they could actually ship it down to you or deliver it to you. That could be done. Problem is, if you're not putting that part on yourself, I don't think you're going to get a shop to do it for you.
9: Uh, well, I had called up to Cheyenne to see about them installing. Um, I needed I mean, I need an exhaust system, so they were willing to do it.
0: Well, you know, no, no, yeah, thank you. Out of state, yes, because they don't care where the car's from. They don't know if you're living right. there or living here. They could care less. I don't think, right. though, you're going to go up there, pick up a part, drive back to Colorado, and have a shop here do it.
9: Oh, no, 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 they can't do that. No. You're right about that. So, yes, you'd have to do it yourself. It's,
0: you know, it's, Most can't. How many,
9: people can, how many people can actually do that? Not very many. Right. So, and the thing is, I couldn't understand during during the election cycle why why they didn't emphasize that, you know, the idiot polis that we have uh, talking about how he's for the people and everything, but then he signed this, this thing into law or right. executive order or whatever. And it, not one person,
0: Dan, you're, you're correct. Not one single politician from the right mentioned what you're, you and I are talking about right now. Not one politician.
9: And if we as conservatives care about everybody and we care about their well-being again why didn't why why didn't we emphasize this because you know if we if we really are for people making it and being on their own and independent and everything we we need to emphasize stuff like this so
7: um
9: i heard today that they're losing money on the on the um another program of uh the first pass on the.
0: Um, oh, they are? That would not shock me. Yeah, so, in I, other words, I, a lot I, of people are opting out, is what you're saying.
9: Yeah, yeah. so I think they projected they were going to get all this income, and I think there's probably more people opting out of it than when, well, what they
0: expected. And I think, really quick, Dan, I think because, and I've seen some of you send me some of the. The information that you're getting when your renewal comes, and Jeffco is actually the same way. They're making it, and you know, a lot of these counties said, okay, if you guys are going to do that, we're going to at least inform our citizenry, you know, our drivers of what's really going on. And it's in big bold that, hey, if you don't opt out, it's going to cost you X amount more. So I think what's happened, Dan, is the counties have all been pretty smart. They've been really, you know, making it aware for that person that's registering the vehicle what the cost is, and most are not signing up because of it.
9: Yeah, because I. And this is the stupid thing. I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I use the parks, and I get a parks pass. I've got one that... Uh, so I paid for one that I can put on the the View Mirror on any vehicle that's registered under my name. It's more, but at the same time, I didn't have to buy a parks pass for all of them. Well, my registrations are not all in the same month. So if I... My, my first one's going to be in April, but my other ones are in May and October in July, and so I would have three or four vehicles that, I, that I'd have to pay the, the fee, the $10 or $12, or whatever it is, fee, uh, to go in the parks if I drive that other vehicle. And I don't drive the same vehicle to the park.
0: Mm, gotcha. Every time. Gotcha.
9: So that's why I get the, that tag, because it's cheaper for me to do it that way. Makes sense. And then I just take it off one and the other. But I use the parks. How many people use the parks? Very few. And right and and it's stupid because they're raising they're thinking they're raising money, and they say the parks are struggling, and they combine the uh, wildlife and parks and wildlife, yep. and I don't even think they're using the money from the hunting licenses and the fishing licenses for what it's intended to be
0: well, and Charlie just and brought up a great point Dan they can't handle the traffic coming into the parks anyways
9: yeah, so in they're in the parks so if I go to Nebraska or if I go to Wyoming and I buy an annual pass. It's like twenty or thirty bucks, I think. Okay. And in Colorado, if you buy a parks pass, it's eighty dollars for a parks pass. Okay. Which is ridiculous. It shouldn't cost that much. They say they have to take all care of all this stuff, and it's like, well, look at your parks that get the high use, Chatfield. So, you know, charge a little bit more for Chatfield. I think I think I've heard that Chatfield gets over a million visitors a year at that park. But then there's other parks that don't get that that use.
8: Hmm.
9: So concentrate your resources where Mm -hmm. the use is the highest, Mm -hmm. and and where the use isn't the highest, then don't don't spend as much on the resources. But we're talking government. They're not logical when they think that way.
0: No, and, 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 and Wayne could be right. It could just be some unintended consequences on some of this. Although, Dan, the folks that we've got in charge here in Colorado right now I would not give anybody the benefit of the doubt on unintended consequences. I think every one of these politicians right now writing every one of these bills that turns into a law know exactly what they're doing. And I just had Dan Muir text me and basically says this just proves that government is more overbearing all of the time. Not only overbearing, you know, Dan and Blackhawk, but Dan Muir, they're not only overbearing. They are on purpose creating a larger chasm between those that have and those that have not. It is by design, Dan.
9: Yep. So that they can get people on the government payroll. Yep, yep. it is by design. They,
0: they would just assume, and we all know this too. Keep this in mind, everybody. They would just assume you not drive at all. So, does a state legislature that's a total greenie really care and really have any sympathy for the fact that your catalytic converter was just stolen? You may not have to be. You know, you know may may not be able to drive anywhere, and you've got to take other forms of transportation. Dan, that is their pipe dream. They love that.
9: But then I just came down to town for a dental appointment, so how would I get down to town to do that?
0: Uh, They don't care, Dan.
9: I know they don't, but I'm just saying that's... Well, you know know what? Hang on. Let me me
0: back up. Let me back up. I didn't say that correctly. They do care. Here's what they care about Dan and Blackhawk. Other than the gambling that happens in Blackhawk, Dan, they could care less whether you live there. They want you living down here, so you can actually then hop on a bus or a train and go to your dental appointment. They don't want you living in Blackhawk. I-, I mean that sincerely. They don't want you up there.
9: Yeah, they don't. And the thing is, there's a lot of greenies that live
0: up. <laughs> I know. It's ironic. The-, the greenies don't want you up there. The folks that are running cities in the county and the state, they don't want you up there, but yet a lot of greenies do. Go figure. And drive. Because they want...
9: and. and- because they want to be up there and hug their trees. <laughs> I, I
0: don't. I don't get it because it goes against what they actually believe in, Dan. It, it
9: does. It does. And so. they're and, and quite a few of them drive down to town every day. So
0: I know. I don't get it. I really don't. It's so, well, they're they're a bunch of hypocrites, is what they are, Dan. You know that as well so as I. So who's
9: adding more of a carbon imprint? Somebody who lives up there and works up there, or somebody who who uh,
0: lives and drives, of course.
9: Right, drives. I mean, there's people that spent an hour driving one I'm like, that's that's
0: insane. Given all of the time that I spent in the industry owning my own shops, and I'll make this quick, I can tell you this. A true greenie was one of the worst customers I could ever have. They did the least amount of maintenance possible on their vehicle, and they all drove POSs. If you don't know what a POS is, just go look it up.
9: <laughs> Watch uh, Office Space or there whatever you go. that was.
0: There you go. Dan, I'll leave you at that. Thanks, man, as always. Tito, I'll squeeze you in before we uh, close out this hour. What's going on, Tito?
5: Hey, good evening, John. Hey, hey this whole thing on um, on the park list if you don't opt out, you're pretty much slammed with the fee,
0: eighty bucks. Um, yeah, or no, sorry, sorry, it's sorry. sorry. It's, it's twenty nine dollars uh, versus eighty. If so, if you don't sign up and you go buy one, it's eighty. If you do the automatic sign up, it's twenty nine.
5: Right, right. So basically, they're forcing people to, to fund basically what the future is, and that future is actually married to the thirty by thirty plan um, that nobody talks about. Correct, which is uh, you know turning our forest into basically um, city parks. That's what they're trying to do. Like if you go to places like uh, Maine and New Hampshire, they actually have buses that drive from cities like Burlington, and uh, they pick up people and 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 uh, they. 30 people around the park, you know, these, uh, mm. you know, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, zero-emission buses, you know. Half the time they're empty, you know, half the time they're empty, yeah. little buses. But so that's that's their plan. Um, uh, so, basically, the forest now. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, so be smart, you know, opt out, because if you don't opt out, you are going to be a yep. man with that fee. Uh, Keto, yeah, you're you're spot
0: on. Appreciate you, man, as always. Good stuff. Thank you for calling in. Everybody, thank you all for calling in. That was not really my my huge topic of the day. I've got other things I want to get to, but, hey, that was great. I appreciate the calls and uh, being on that topic, and I know I hit a vein with some of you, which is fine. It hits a vein with me as well. American National Insurance is next, and I'm going to talk to my agent, Paul Lewinberger and ask him whether or not that $1 I'm paying to go towards that fund on my policies per vehicle, which in my case is more than most because I have more than – most people when it comes to cars, because I'm that guy. I'm that car nut guy. Um, I'm going to find out if that's something I pay annually or if it's done every time things renew, in my case, every six months. Talk to Paul today, 303-662-0789.
10: You love your spouse. That's why you married them. Every time you look down at your ring, it reminds you of your wedding day, the precious commitment you made to one another, and the vows you exchanged. Until one day you look down, and it isn't there. Make sure that beautiful representation of your love for one another is covered with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Putting your wedding ring on the policy protects you in case you lose it, it gets stolen, or even in the case that the stone falls out. Ideally, you never look down to find it isn't there, but give yourself the assurance that you're protected. Let's say everything goes according to plan, and you don't have to make a claim for three years. You'll be getting back 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago, and in both cases, your spouse will be happy. Protect the investment you made in your love now by calling Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789.
0: Michael Bailey Law, he is our mobile estate planner. Call Michael today and make sure that you've got things dialed in with your estate,
4: 720-394-6887. Michael Bailey would never write a will for a compromised person because he has an obligation to protect his clients. Depending on the emergency, Michael's ethical responsibility as a counselor at law may prevent him from creating a last-minute estate plan because you can't always make rational decisions under pressure or even have the ability to make decisions at the end. Plan ahead. Give yourself the time to clearly and calmly establish your final wishes. Call KLZ's Mobile Estate Planner now before the situation becomes problematic. 720-730-7274. 720-730-7274. All right,
0: Roof Savers of Colorado, anything you need when it comes to your roof, whether it's a repair, an extension of the life of, or a full replacement, Dave will work with your insurance company and help you get that done as well. 303-710-6916 or find him at reason.com.
7: You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com today to ensure your family is protected.
3: This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Jane with Faith Church in Loveland said, I have worked with business equipment service for almost seven years. As office manager, I will not change service providers. BES offers excellent service and I recommend them to anyone who asks. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664.
2: Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason,
0: Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Uh, Just to recap, what we talked about really this hour was not only the, you know, catalytic converter theft and the fun that is there now, but also just, you know, car theft in general, which is a big deal. And what I will tell you is, yes, you need to really be paying attention to your vehicle, where you park. Uh, If you need information on a particular vehicle and what you can do to protect yourself, whether it be... Uh, Having the vehicle stolen in its entirety or the catalytic converter stolen, yes, there are things you can do. You heard Susan, a good friend of mine, call in earlier where, yes, there are things that you can do to most vehicles. Not all, but most vehicles to protect yourself on the catalytic converter theft side of things. And uh, again, folks, not only because of the expense. But just the hassle factor, and Wayne mentioned this earlier when he called in, just the simple fact that not all catalytic converters are available. Some of them are extremely hard to get, and some of you may not realize this, but depending upon how many they cut off of your car, in some cases you could have up to four or five catalytic converters on your vehicle. If, in fact, that's you and you have that, you, you could find yourself with a huge bill to replace all of those. It almost gets to the point where the car, in some cases, isn't even worth fixing. So keep that in mind as well. So, yes, there are things you can do to protect yourself against catalytic converter theft. And in a lot of cases, for you listening, it's not just one. It's multiple units on your vehicle. All right, another full hour coming your way. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.